Hey guys, I'm Natasha Colvin and this is Conversations with Tosh. On this channel, I chat with designers and game changers in the fashion industry. Conversations with Tosh is dedicated to raw, honest, and fun discussions about the behind the scenes of being in the business. Enjoy! Hi guys, today I'm speaking with Jemmy Yip, designer of sunglasses brand DMY by DMY. DMY are known for celebrating fashions of the past by taking traditional silhouettes and adding a modern identity. The distinctive DMY styles have become a wardrobe staple for many, and I can't wait to share Demi's amazing insight into creating a brand with you all. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you, Natasha? Good. Okay, wait. I can't see you. I'm just gonna start the video. Got it. Okay, hi. How are How you? I'm well. I'm well. Where are you right now? So this is actually my home in um in Birmingham in the UK. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it looks like um I'm in a forest or something, but we actually oh, have um, bamboo growing in our garden. Wow. Oh, do you yeah. live in full time? Um, yeah, so I'm actually from Birmingham, so I live here at the minute in um, an area called the Jewelry Quarter with my, uh, with my partner, and he um, developed this, it was almost like a commercial warehouse unit, and he developed it into a townhouse, and this is where we live now. Wait, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, how has work been for you? Um, it's actually been... It was a bit daunting at the beginning, I think, because I didn't know how, um, what was going to happen really. I don't think anybody knew what was going to happen. But I think that we've really taken this time to just focus on building the brand and perfecting, you know, the identity of it and just getting um, a few more photo shoots done and working on product. It's been a good breather. Um, and also, I think a lot of brands have taken this time to hold promotions. Yeah. Um, because, you know, in times like this, you just have to evolve, don't you? And you have to, um, you have to go with it, really. So in terms of sales, actually, it's been okay. It's oh, wow. been okay. I mean, like summertime, so that's great. Sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. It's summertime. Yeah. And here in the UK, believe it or not, the sun has actually been shining. I've heard. So my family is from, is from England, and my cousins are all like, I remember in April, they were like, I feel like I'm in the Caribbean. It's so hot. And it was so Yeah, yeah. So when lockdown actually happened, um, we were quite fortunate, I think, because the sun was shining, skies were blue. Um, if it was like raining outside and, doom and gloomy and dark and gray, then it wouldn't have been so nice. But actually, it was, it was a nice few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I want to start talking about, by talking about your background. So... Did you always yeah. be a designer? What did you study design? Um, a little bit about your childhood. So you grew up in Birmingham. Yeah, so I grew up in Birmingham. Um, I've I've always been into fashion and design, um, but no, I I I didn't see myself becoming a designer. No. So before DMY, I actually was studying history at King's College London. Oh wow. Um, it was a subject that I've always loved. I've always loved history. And I thought when I was going to university, I could do fashion. I, I think I was interested at the time in fashion journalism. Mm -hmm. So I thought, yeah, I could do fashion, um, but 
I took the more risk averse option and I, and I did history, which I don't regret. I don't regret at all because, you know, it's a great time. It's a great subject, great, great city. Um, but I never let my history degree stop me from trying to explore an industry, a uh, career in fashion. So whilst I was there, I um, started and was the president of a fashion society, which was probably like my first time ever working like with a creative team almost. Um, so that was great. And I also did a fashion internship in marketing and a fashion internship in PR. So those were kind of, um, they're a good way to get to know the industry, get a feel for it. Um, and I didn't know specifically which aspect I wanted to work in. Um, but yeah, they were good feelers, mm -hmm. definitely. And then, and then I graduated. Three years later, I graduated. And I was at this crossroads in my life where it's like, you know, what, what do I do next? You've graduated, now what? And I think for a lot of 20, 21 year olds, 22 year olds, it's something that everybody can relate to. Definitely. It's almost that point, it's that point in your life, isn't it? When it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not a, a child anymore, but I'm not quite an adult. So, right. so it's like, like going out there. No, your past, but most people have no idea. Yeah, exactly. And I think you feel like you should know, and you feel like, I don't know, I think you feel like everybody else is kind of doing something. And, and I spent six months kind of like on my mom's sofa, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Um, and then, yeah, so it was basically, I was at this crossroads and I thought, okay, I can try and give fashion a go now. I can try and set something up for myself. I can follow that passion for design, that passion for fashion now. Or I can go and explore getting like a grad scheme job, um, which at the time seemed, seemed like the better option because it seemed like, you know, the route that could give you a stable income, the route that could give you uh, a job sooner, really, that, that stability sooner. And obviously, I've just done a degree for three years. So I thought, okay, great, I'll be using that degree. But then, then I started researching a bit more into sunglasses and it tends to happen with me that when I become fixated on something, I get tunnel vision. Yeah. So I started researching sunglasses and then, well, that was it really. That was it. The, the grad schemes just went out the window. Why sunglasses? Out of every, I feel like that's such a niche category. Like, so I think for me, sunglasses have always been that one accessory um which i wore to be honest like i haven't i've never really been an accessories kind of girl um i've never really worn jewelry um i love my bags but sunglasses was always that one accessory that was a, a core component in my wardrobe and you know irrespective of the weather irrespective of the occasion um my sunglasses would be on my face so i think i naturally gravitated towards them um, but I think as well, the other thing with sunglasses is that at the time before I began researching sunglasses, I kind of felt, um, that there were not so many independent, smaller brands out there. And there were, when I began researching it, yeah, there, there were a few out there which were doing great things. But I think for me, I couldn't find one, um, which which was creating designs that I, I truly loved. So I think, I think at the minute consumer perceptions are changing about what they want as well. Um, 
people are starting to want to support more smaller localized independent brands that are creating high quality products and interesting experiences so that combined with this um the fact that i couldn't find a brand that was creating designs that i loved well i, I just saw an opportunity and that's that's why sunglasses so you started how many years after you graduated did you start um your business so I graduated in June 2017 and then um, I spent six months kind of back and forwards, didn't know what to do. Then I decided to start researching it in January, very, very early January of 2018. And then we launched the site six months later in August 2018. So it was about a year from the point that I graduated until the site went live. Wow, that's amazing because it hasn't been that long since you launched the brand. No, it really hasn't, it really hasn't. Like I said earlier, Natasha, when I focus on something, yeah. I get fixated yeah. and then it's like tunnel vision. <laughs> so where do you get your, like how do you create a pair of sunglasses? Okay, yeah. So. So I think for me, when, when I sat down to think about the principles behind them, there were two, there were two key things. The first was the design. Um, the design for me had to be classic. It had to be timeless for all the pieces. I didn't want them to be seasonal. Um, yeah, so I wanted them to transcend seasons and become almost a capsule accessory for, for modern women. So that was the first thing. And then the second thing was the quality. So it kind of feeds into the first one when I say that I wanted them to be capsule accessories and I wanted them to stand the test of time, both in design, but also durability. So in terms of their craftsmanship and the materials that we used, I did not want to compromise on the quality of them. I wanted to find and source the best materials and um, get them made by true artisans and. Um, and yeah, so when I'm making them, they are definitely the two, the two key elements for me. Right. Yeah. Um, so I know that you kind of take traditional styles and then yeah. make them modern. How would you go yeah. about doing that? So how would you take a cat eye and make it more yeah. modern? <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, okay, so take the cat eye. Now the cat eye, once I started researching, it's usually associated with the 1950s, but actually I think um, early, I think you can actually point to it back in the 1940s, um, and it was called the Harlequin frame, which is kind of where we've got the inspiration for the name from. Um, but the Harlequin and the cat eye, they've got very exaggerated um, corners. They're almost quite an artistic, dramatic frame. Um, but with us, we wanted to take that inspiration. We wanted to take that element of um, that element of drama, but tone it down for the everyday for, for everyday wear, really. So the Quinn, the Quinn frame, is a take, our reinterpretation of a cat eye frame. But we have made the lines less exaggerated, um, and the curves are slightly more subtle, and the temple arms are thicker. So, yeah, basically just by toning down the element of, of drama, really, um, we wanted to, um, yeah. So that's definitely the one side, the design. But I think as well, um, women today and people in general are just traveling a lot more. The lifestyles are a lot more dramatic. 
uh, not dramatic, dynamic. Um, so it was creating a frame that could, that was durable enough to, um, yeah, that was durable enough to withstand that dynamic lifestyle. Right. So, yeah, so it was about finding and sourcing products that were, um, that were, so like acetate, for example, that's what we utilize to make the frames. It's an incredibly strong, flexible and lightweight material. Um, so that's why we chose to introduce acetate because a lot of the old frames were made with injection mold plastic and it tends to snap quite easily so yeah it was the design and the material do you think um your background in history helped you at all because i mean did you know a lot about fashion history before and like sunglasses of decades or was that kind of part of your research um no i didn't really research fashion history um I think there's definitely an element of, so anybody who's done a history degree will know that it teaches you the depth of research and it's, it's right. very intensely research-based. You know, you're constantly going through um, archives, sources. Um, and I think in terms of that element of researching, that's definitely something which, I, which I've utilized. Um, that skill set is something that I've utilized because when you're researching inspiration for the glasses and the designs, um, I like to go through um, old fashion archives and go through brand books. Um, and you have to just think outside the box, I think, when it comes to researching. So yeah, that's definitely what I've learned. Is there like a science behind the shape of the sunglasses that make them look good on certain faces or is it just, yeah. yeah, I get asked this a lot. Um, <laughs> hmm. I don't, I don't think that there is a specific formula. If there is a formula, I, I, I couldn't point to it. I couldn't say what it is. Um, but I think what, I think with sunglasses, I think with style in general, it's so subjective. Yeah, And I think when we were designing the collection, I had that in mind the whole time. And it was about creating diverse designs that had a universal appeal. So that one, somebody could come onto my website and find a frame that suited them. Um, because I think that it's not so much about the formula. I think it's very much about how you feel when you put that frame on your face. Um, yeah, I just think it's subjective, really. Are you really doing? Yeah. yeah. So what is your production process like? What is the timeline? So yeah, start with sketches. Where does your inspiration come from? Yeah, so, so the very first thing that we do is we begin researching, like I was saying before. Um, so I tend to look back at the um, fashion archives, back at old brand books, because nowadays you can pull inspiration from not just um, from all corners, from all corners of fashion, really. Um, so I don't just research sunglasses. I'll right. research, yeah in general and then i'll kind of put together a mood board with some preliminary sketches um but yeah this is one thing that i definitely want to emphasize to anybody who is thinking about becoming a designer that i think for me i had this huge fear of oh in my head designers had to 
can be so technically uh, great technical artists and, and when it comes to sketching and drawing that you have to just be um, you have to be a great sketcher and a great drawer and I am neither of those things I can I can sketch don't get me wrong I can sketch but I think that yeah overcoming that barrier was a, was a big thing for me and I've learned from the design process that actually you don't have to be the best drawer out there you just have to have a great vision a concept that you believe in and then you have to communicate that vision to somebody who is a great artist. Yeah. And it's about working together to then make that vision a reality. So, so yeah, so I'll do some preliminary sketches, put together a mood board. Um, and then I will sit down with some suppliers of various materials um, and choose uh, my acetate colors, my lens colors. And that is like the first point at which you can start to kind of see the the design emerge because you're choosing these color combinations. Um, and then once you've got these color combinations kind of selected, you will, um, I tend to then sit down with the production team and say, okay, this is the design, these are the colors. And that's when we then fine tune the design with a technical drawing and um, work on the engineering of the frame. Um, we tend to go backwards and forwards a bit over that process. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, we get a sample made and, um, and it's really, really, really rewarding when you get that first sample. Yeah. Do you think, is the first sample, do you make edits from that? Or is that usually what the final product will look like? Um, no, we do make edits. Yeah. So how, what is the timeline? Like, how long does it take from the first sketches to the final product? Probably about six months. Okay. Um, if, if, if you only need to go back from the sample once or twice, um, maybe six to eight months if you need to keep going back with that preliminary sample because acetate the process of making the frames um, takes three months okay. because they have to be heated in barrels and they're all handmade so it's not just a quick process um, but yeah about about that there's so many brands on Instagram especially today that are emerging and want to be like on the top supermodels and actresses. What do you think sets your brand apart from maybe other sunglass brands that are trying to do the same thing as you? Yeah, so, so I think the thing that really sets us apart is our designs. Um, like I was saying before, I, when we began designing the collection, it was very much about creating something for everyone, creating designs that were diverse in terms of their silhouettes, their shapes, their colors, their sizes. And I don't think, we, we didn't want to limit ourselves in terms of who our market was as well, who, what age category we were aiming, but we didn't want to do that. We just wanted to create a product. It, their sunglasses designed by women for women. Yeah. So I think that's where we've been successful because we've transcended, um, we've, we've created sunglasses that transcend um, styles, that transcend age. Um, they're, you know, they're for, the, they're for the daughter and they're for the mother. Right. So I think that's where we've really set ourselves apart. How do you think that Instagram has helped you build your business? Instagram is an absolutely invaluable tool mm -hmm. it is it's so powerful and I think when I was starting out I used to read case studies and and just 
newspaper articles about, you know, brands that had experience success off the back of Instagram, but I don't think you ever really appreciate it. And I still am learning um, about how powerful it is as a platform today, really. Um, but I think in terms of outreach, like it allows you to reach customers and, and potential markets in far flung corners of the world. Um, it helps you, um, it helps you build a personal community and it helps you engage with your customers um, beyond just that, that transaction really. And the other key thing about Instagram is that it, if it wasn't for Instagram, the people, the stylists, people in the industry, stylists, influencers, celebrities, buyers, stockists, everybody in the industry, then who have approached us, who have helped to make DMY what it is today, well, I wouldn't have come into contact with them if it wasn't for Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I think for anybody who is starting, anybody who is starting an e-commerce based business like mine, then Instagram and your website, but Instagram, they are going to be your first points of contact. So like, you've got to make sure that they are spot on, like in terms of their professionalism, in terms of your imagery, in terms of your identity, because they're just so important these yeah. days. They're your top front, they're your identity. So true. Who do you look to for inspiration? I have, I, I take inspiration from quite a few different sources. In terms of like guidance though, yeah. in terms of people who um, helped me along the way, I would say that I'm quite lucky in the fact that I've got a lot of people who believe in what I'm doing and who from the very outset have believed in what I'm trying to do, considering I had no experience in design and no experience in business. Um, and my parents have always had their own business. Okay. So I think from a young age, I was always exposed to the realities of, of owning and running your own business, you know, in terms of the opportunities and uh, the challenges and the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows. Um, and like I was telling you earlier about my partner, he, he's also in design and his business, um, is built on very much the same principles as mine. So, you know, he creates products which are timeless and classic in nature. And he, um, really focuses on the craftsmanship. Um, and because it's only, a, it's only a relatively new venture and probably started in the past five years then he's also learning uh, the mechanics of business so it's great because we can bounce off each other we can get feedback on each other's designs um, and we're learning together so so yeah how big is your team right now so at the minute um, there's three or four of us that work day-to-day -day processing orders and customer service um, and then we've got a team out in Italy who are absolutely fantastic and manage the product imagery and do the photo shoots. And then we have got somebody in um, New York who does PR. And then we've got a team out in Canada who do our marketing. So we are quite all over the top. All yeah. Board. Yeah. Um, and where do you see yourself in five, 10 years? Oh, good question. <laughs> um, where do I see myself? I know where I'd like to see myself. Where would you um, see yourself in five to 10 years? 
I think it would be so great for DMY to get more of a physical presence, mm -hmm. um, whether that be permanent structures or pop-up spaces, I don't know. So, you know, I think having a place in New York or LA or London um, would be gr a great way to come into direct contact with our customers. And it would also be super fun, I think, as well, to create a concept space for the first time um, that represents the brand. Right. Uh, so yeah, we'd definitely like to do that. And I think that um, we definitely like to expand the portfolio in our collection. Because like I said, um, we're trying to create frames for everyone so that somebody can come onto our website and find a frame that suits them. So yeah, we definitely like to, um, definitely like to expand the collection. We are working on some new designs at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and who knows, maybe collaborate with some, some people. Yeah, that, collaboration. That would, be, that would be awesome. And do you have any advice for, I mean, you've already given a couple of pieces of advice for an aspiring designer. Anything else um, to add? So I don't, I think in general, for, for somebody who wants to be a designer and run, and also run their own business, then the biggest piece of advice that I would give is that you are gonna have to be resilient when it comes to it, because nothing about this is easy. Um, you haven't, you've got people that you can turn to for guidance, inspiration, but how it will all unfold, it's all unknown. And there's gonna be days when you might feel, especially at the beginning, that you don't know where it's going. You don't know which direction the business is going in and you, and you could feel, I've certainly felt this, um, a lack of purpose almost. And it can be difficult um, to find that motivation and that drive to carry on because you've sent a hundred emails the day before and you haven't had a single response or you haven't had any orders or something like that. And it's just about knowing that you can get out of that bed and you can find something to do because there are so many avenues for you to constantly be exploring. Yeah. It's just about finding that will to just turn that negative energy into positive energy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's 150% my, my number one of my, my piece of advice. Yeah. And where can people find you on social media? And where can people buy your sunglasses? So we have um, our Instagram account is DMY by DMY. Um, and we showcase all of our designs on there. Um, you can get some styling inspiration from some of the celebs that are wearing them. And also from our own editorials. Um, and then we are also available on Farfetch. Browns Fashion. We've got our own website uh, where if you navigate to the stockist page, you can actually um, see uh, more localized independent boutiques that stock us in South Korea, Hong Kong, Singapore. Um, yeah. Would you sell worldwide? Well, obviously on your website you do, but... Yeah. On, do we sell worldwide on our website? Well, do you have stockists all over the world that sell your, sell your pieces? Yeah, we, yeah, we do. Um, in South Korea, we've got um, a few in South Korea and um, Asia, Singapore, um, Hong Kong, um, London. Yeah. Wow. I think we'd like to definitely increase our presence, though, in Europe. And we actually don't have a stockist at the minute in the States. Um, 
So I definitely think we're going to, we're going to work on that this year yeah. as well, because yeah. I get so many customers, customers who are messaging like, can we try glasses on in the States? And I'm like, yeah. oh, I know I need to find somewhere. The celebrities are wearing them here. Yeah, I know. They, they love them. It's so, it's, it's so nice. And it's they so warming to see. They really do. They're, they're the best. I mean, they're always the go-to pair of sunglasses when, when I'm working, when I need a pair of sunglasses. Really? Oh yeah. That, it's so warming to hear because it was only literally two years, two years ago when I was sat and I was thinking of the concept. And I remember at the time I was looking at, um, Robery and Freud. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, wow, what they're doing is absolutely amazing. Like everybody wears their sunglasses. Like imagine if it was ever remotely like that. Um, so to see, you know, Bella, Fa Bella and Gigi and Kendall as, uh, as fans of the brand, it's, it's more than I could ever ask for. Oh my gosh, amazing. So inspiring too, your story. Oh, thank you so much. And this is really inspiring what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm having fun with it, you know? I mean, I'm doing it because I want to learn, but also yeah. I'm sure there's so many other people that want to know more about yeah, it. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. I, I really couldn't agree more. When, when I started this, I also really wanted to try, and I still do want to try to find a way to tie in a platform which allows others to kind of come and, and get advice, um, get, get uh, knowledge on some insights and experiences, personal experiences that people have gone on. Because like I've, like I've told you, I, I'm not from fashion, I'm not from a design background. So I think it is always something which is quite um, scary and, and that challenge and that risk is always there and it, and people i get people messaging me today like how did you do it like because yeah. people take comfort people take comfort in stories mm -hmm. like that and i wish that i had somewhere to go to like that definitely no i feel like there's so much unknown that it's almost daunting and people who yeah. want to become designers they don't know yeah. No, I completely agree with you. So I think what you're doing here is is great. Okay, well, thank you so much. No, it's been a pleasure. It really has. It's been so, so nice talking to you. Yeah, so nice talking to you. I'm so glad we did this. Yeah, and I, I wish you all the best with this. I really, really do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I hope it, I plan to continue, continue doing it for. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should. It's, it's great. It really is. Yeah. Well, thank you for your support. And let's let's definitely try to meet once life is a little yeah. bit more back to normal. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. With love, Tosh.